0: Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading African Myths of Origin today. The story that I'm reading from African Myths of Origin is a Degumbo hero. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. I think I drew a pig today, <clears throat> or I posted a pig today. I didn't draw a pig today. I I drew a. I'm drawing a dog, but that's for way in the future. I post them every other day. Um. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey read every day. If not, here I am. This is a long story. You really, should just get into it because this is gonna be one of them long episodes. Uh, reading every day. What a what a drag. Oh my god. No, this is great. Let's do it. All right. A Dian- a Diangbo hero. The Diangbo belonged to a cluster of peoples, sometimes called the Lobi, living north of Ashanti, south of M- Mossy, and east of the Monday trading routes into Coet de Evry. I don't know how to say that. I'm, I'm really butchering it. It looks kind of French. <laughs> Um, they live at the forest edge, and while they may at one time have been hunters, they have long since been incorporated into the agriculture culture econo- economy of the region. Linguistically, they are related to the Mosey and the Dogon, the, Gorn, the Goronese, and other peoples connected to the Mossy Plateau. This account is retold from a version published by a Ganin. In 1931, the Dagmaba, one second. The Dagamba claim as ancestor, add, a descendant of Noah. Adds people, oh, adds a name, okay. The Dogma claim and as ancestor, add, a descendant of Noah. Adds people lived in the Hadramat until the Hadram, had had to ram it until they offered God. And most of them were exterminated by a hot, dry wind, which blew for seven days and nights. Oh, Jesus. After that, the tribe migrated to the West until they came to the It is said that they were enormous in size, ranging from 25 to well over 30 meters tall. They were blacksmiths, and they wandered over the country collecting the ore to smelt and leaving the remains of their activity. Eventually, their descendants were reduced in size to that of normal humans. There, there came a drought. A hunter named oof, Tuhajai left his cave in the hills and came down into the village looking for water. At the edge of that of the town, he found an old woman named Mali, and he asked her for water. She answered that she had had none. A wild bull was keeping the people from drinking at the lake uh, that lay nearby. Tohaji, the hunter, asked the path to, to the lake and she pointed it out to him. Along the way, he saw people lying exhausted and parched, dying of thirst. Well, yeah, that heat wave of dust probably doesn't help either. As soon as he began to fill his containers, the bull attacked him. He shot it with arrows and killed it. Then he cut off its tail, filled the container, and returned to the old woman. She was amazed that he had brought water, and at first could hardly believe that he had killed the bull. The king of the town was delighted that the hunter had accomplished something none of the warriors had been able to do, and offered him a reward. He might choose any of the king's daughters. Tahaji. Tahad- Maybe that's his name. Tahajia. asked only for a lame girl who could not walk. Her name was Wabagi, and she was also called, uh, Pajawab, Pajawabja, Pajawabji, ja, Pajawabja. Yeah, I think so. They, the king agreeing, the king agreed. The hunter picked up in his arm, picked her up in his arm, and carried her away. uh, Stopping to greet Molly, the old woman, on his way. As soon as he was gone, she called two young men and told them to follow Tohoje to his home. And when they got there to plant some calabash seeds so they would know the spot in the future. Quietly and stealthily, the young man followed the hunter who was making no effort to hide his trail until he reached his cave in, in the hills. They saw him enter the cave, and then they planted their seeds and returned to the village. Sometime later, war came to the land. The town was attacked, and the ruler was desperate for help. He asked his attendants where the heroic hunter had, uh, who, who had killed the bull and taken his daughter Wabaji. None of the, none could answer. He called for Mali, the old woman who had been Tohoje's host when he came. She said she could point out the trail for the seeds that her scouts had planted had grown into vines and reached all the way back to the village. The king's men went to the hunter's cave. They found only a young man there named Cop- Nubo. His parents had died and he had grown up by himself. He was huge, many times the size of a normal man, and his eyes oozed blood and mucus. The king's men were terrified of him, but they explained their mission. And Kapojon Nubo said that he would come to help the man who was, after all, his grandfather. He returned to the town with them, joined the army. Wait, wait, wait. He said that he would come to help the man who was, after all, his grandfather. Okay. He returned to the town with them, joined the army, and attacked the enemy because they, this must be the son. Okay, of, um, you know, the main character, who is dang, dang, Dangabo. Anyways, <clears throat> the enemy, too, was terrified at the sight of the giant. this giant, and they fled. Kapong, Kapongonumbo chased them far into the forest until he was sure they would not return, and then informed his grandfather of his victory. Then he continued his travels. He came to Bayung, an old village ruled by a priest called the Tendena. Tendena. He did not enter the village immediately. He consoled himself at a spot by the stream where he could see when people came to draw water. The Tendena sent his daughter, called Sisagba. Sisag, to get water for the people working in the fields, when she approached, Nubu relieved himself. She was terrified, but he reassured her and sent her to fetch her father. I wonder if he was peeing or pooping, and he's a giant. He probably just pooping in the river, and he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry about me. Just, just everything is going." Oh, why well, did I didn't eat that? That's probably what I think happened. The, um, the. Tendana came with some other men, and they talked with Gonumbu to prove his knowledge and powers. Kapungonubu gave him a calabash seed and told him to plant it, and gave him some mallet and told him to plant it. The Tindana bent down and planted the seeds in the soil by the stream. Immediately the calabash plant sprouted, grew, flowered, grew, flowered, and produced ripe gourds. The millet immediately grew up, formed heads, ripened and hung heavy in the air. Take the mallet, said Kapaganubo. Give it to your daughter. Have her grind it and mix it into mallet beer and bring me the drink in this gourd. The Tindana took the small harvest and Sisagaba made millet beer from it, which she poured into a gourd from the seed Capogon Nubo had planted. She brought him, <clears throat> the beer to him. He drank it thirstily. My daughter said the tendena to, Sag- to Sisagaba. This is a fearsome stranger who has came among us, but I think he has come on your account and so you must marry him. So Sissa Sagba married Capogon Nobo, and they eventually had a son. The son was ill-treated by his relatives. He would go hunting with his mother's brother, but if he killed anything, a bird, a small animal, a guinea fowl, his uncle would take the animal, cook it, and give give him only a small part of a leg and the head. At first, the son complained, but the uncle answered him with a blow and harsh words, You are the son of an unknown man, a monster. We do not know where you come from, but but be content that we are giving you anything. Stupid. I've added the stupid part, but I assume they said that too. The son complained to his father, but his father told him to suffer in the patience and to bide his time. A festival came sometime later, the great annual festival at which the 10, 10 Dinah, uh proceeded. In the days leading up to the festival, there was great rejoicing among the people, and vast quantities of millet beer was were drunk. Wait, were drunk. Okay, they were drunken. They, they drank it. Since a, Gaba joined her family members in drinking and returned somewhat tipsy to her husband's home Kappa greeted her with praise and sung and sung when she entered and so she herself began to boast of her knowledge she was the daughter of the Tendana and she knew his secrets Kappagannubo offered her more beer and flattery. And she continued to talk, revealing what she knew to her husband. This was the occasion that Kapagan Nubo had awaited. He went out that night to the to Tindananas house. When the priest came into the dark uh, to relieve himself, Kapagan Nubo speared him and then cut off his head. He threw the head into the washing area of the compound of his wife's brother. Then he went into the to Tendena's house and dressed himself in Tendena's ritual robes. The next morning when the people came to bring the Tendena to the shrine to celebrate the festival, they found the body of the old Tendena laying headless before the door. As they approached the door, burst open and Capogon Nubo appeared. I have killed him. I have taken his place. He announced and no one dared to challenge him. So he became the ruler of the country. The kingdom later became known as Yidi, Yindi, India, India. Um, well, that's the end of that story. And this one's one of those ones where, you know, I kind of, I bet he thinks that the the actual, I guess, Tindena is also the king. Uh, he's the king of that area because it's like, hey, my father saved you guys at one point and let you guys have water. After you guys were thirsty, then a mug. And then when my, and then they gave you, you know, my mother, who's your daughter, to him. He went out to a cave. They had me. My dad somehow died. I don't know how it happened. But he they just, you know, both my parents were dead. And then you guys knew that. Didn't say anything to me. I saved you guys again. I have a son with your daughter. No one says anything. He's having me in this corner protecting y'all. My son's over here only getting the head and the leg of guinea pigs. How's he supposed to get as big as me? I'm huge. So yes, he attacked them and then, boom, thinks he's the leader. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I, don't, I guess that's how things work. Um, but that was a good story, that was the, my favorite thing about it. Uh, thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. Come come back tomorrow, listen to me again, I'll be reading. Hey, uh, hey, hey, read every day, if not, boom. I got you. Follow me. At Everything's just fine on Instagram. The story that I'm reading tomorrow is the mostly of Burkina Faso. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get this music played out. Do do do, boo boo do do boo, ding ding boo do do do, ding ding.